0: The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the individuals and do not necessarily reflect the views or position of any entities they represent or the opinions of ID production. On today's show of The Highlight, Mr. Tony Williams will speak with candidate Keith Johnson. He is a candidate for Great County Tax Assessor. Mr. Williams, take it away and let everyone know what you've learned each person and each candidate.
1: Uh, we learned some information about uh, school safety, uh, about some of the measures they're taking to protect our students and our faculty and staff that, in the school system. Um, we found out some information about uh, gun control, some of the things that uh, that we can do to protect ourselves and our and, and, and our children in the schools. So uh, there's just an array of things that uh, we've been able to uh, discuss on today and. Hopefully, you, as our viewers and listeners, will be able to pick up on some of this and, uh, and educate yourselves as well. Okay, and, um, and what position are you running for here in Great County?
2: I'm running for Great County Tax Assessor. It's a county-wide position here in the great city of Longview, Kilgore, White Oak, Gladewater all the surrounding townships here in East Texas, Uh, Liberty City, Lakeport, Easton. Those are surrounding cities here in the county of Gregg. Okay. Uh, Tell me
1: a little bit about, for those people who who may not know what a tax assessor does or what that position does, can you uh, give us a little bit of knowledge about what that position really means?
2: Uh, The position of the tax assessor is over a department, of receiving the taxes of property taxes, school taxes, uh, auto registrations, and ag taxes, inheritance taxes. Those different types of taxes that are brought forth to the courthouse that are supposed to be paid on a sometimes monthly, sometimes yearly basis. And the tax assessor is the one that collects the taxes for the uh, people here in Gregg County.
1: Uh, if a voter were to vote for you, what, what type of experience do you bring to that position?
2: I bring to the table an experience of leadership, also character. Now, this position is a new position for me because I had also ran for Justice of the Peace in the county as well, but leadership, integrity, great character, moral, and unity and equality for all people in the county. That's what I look forward to and it's a beautiful thing when you can get along with everyone to make the city and the county more better, involved, and also to bring back the, uh, you can say bring back more of the county togetherness because right now, the county is very, very, very separated in a lot of stages uh, for the future, and I want to bring that together for all people of Great County. Mm-hmm.
1: You say the county is, is, is separated. Can you, uh, do you care to elaborate a little bit about why the county is, is, is so sec- separated and what you could do to, to, to possibly bring it back together?
2: Yes. Well, as you know that I am the first African American in the history of Great County to ever run for this position. The gentleman that had it before me uh, abruptly resigned for I don't know what reason, but he resigned and he had been in this position probably for about 40 plus years. And I'm the first African American in history to run for this position. And my goal is to have a office of equality, a office of unification, because I believe that all people of color can work and get along just well. Okay.
1: What do you think of some of the issues of why the county is so separated here in Gregg County?
2: Well, we've always had a lot of hostility of, how can I word this, separation of politics. 95% of the people that operates and works in the Gregg County Courthouse are white, of the people in Gregg County that have the positions in the Gregg County are Republicans. There is no diversity there because there's no balance. You have now a position of all commissioners that are Republicans except for one. And if that one Republican wins, that would create a monopoly for the commissioners, pretty much except for that one around in the county now if the JP position that's one Republican and one Democrat in a runoff if he also wins that seat it will show enough it would complete a full monopoly of justice of the peace in the countywide all the way around precinct one two three and four and I don't think it's fair but Politics is politics. It is a it is a, a challenging, challenging race, challenging positions. Um, it also develops, a, hostile environment when you have, people that steal and take your political signs, to try to, shun you and keep you from voting, but, your name is still on the ballot. Mm-hmm. What what do you think?
1: Uh Mr. Johnson can be done to try to improve those odds, you know, of, of no people of color running for, um, you know, county positions, you know, uh, here in Gregg County. Is it, is it because no one's really interested in running, or um, is, is it a power mm-hmm. move? Is it, you know, the ones who have the money run? Um, what do you think could change, you know, to get more people of color in those positions to balance things out?
2: My, more minorities, I believe, need to get involved in these county positions to bring a point of unification. We're lacking that because a lot of minorities, they just don't get out and vote. And it's really sad because when we don't get, when we don't get out and vote, my motto has always been if you don't, if you don't vote, don't complain. But we have to get, we have to get a lot of more minorities into these political races that want to get involved in it. But a lot of them just choose not to. And the Republicans come right on in, and these positions unopposed, and they get these positions and they win them time and time and time uh, during the election times every four years, and they they automatically win because no one runs against them. You find very few people that will stand up to the plate, win, lose, or draw, still come back and proceed on to run again. I'm one of them.
1: I just heard you say something that was really, really important to me. Um, when I came up uh, in this lifetime of uh, Mr. Johnson, I was taught to, uh, to register to vote and always vote. Yes, you know, in, in city, county, and state, and uh, you know, federal elections. Um, it's always perp- perplexed me, perplexed me uh, that young people. I don't know where we dropped the ball, but our young mm. people just don't seem to, to 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 get it. You know that that voting is power, and you can make a difference if you would just unify and just vote. Um, I remember coming up in the '60s, and I, I saw all those people uh, getting um, hosed down, right? Getting uh, getting bitten by dogs. Yes. And uh, getting uh, beaten by the police just mm-hmm. for a right to vote. Let, mm-hmm. Just let me just let me come to the table. Yes. And I saw all yep. that, and um, I think. I think people, uh, our younger generation, people, because they just they don't see that. I mean, they, I don't think they ever really realize what our forefathers went through just to get the right to vote. And then when you get it, you don't even exercise it.
2: Right. What That's is true. your
1: message to those young people? I mean, how do we get these mm-hmm. people? And when I say young, I'm talking about those those millennials, mm-hmm. those you know, mm-hmm. 22, 24 year olds that say, well, they're going to do what they, and, and, and well, that county job doesn't matter to me. They don't understand that it matters to them, but yes. in, their, in their mind, that, that county, he's running, oh, that don't matter to me. <laughs> what can we do to change that mindset?
2: Yeah, a lot of people, real they really think that when, um, how can I say, if you don't vote, that it doesn't matter, but it really does. And a lot of people do not realize that the county positions, the city positions, they are the ones that run the city. You cannot depend on everything in Austin. You cannot depend on everything in Washington, D.C. I've told several young people when I did volunteering out at the uh, East Texas Fair this past week, that if you don't vote, don't complain, but you have to get out and have a voice and register, because if you don't register, You're in a losing battle. My grandmother had told me she was a very smart woman. She lived to be 95 years old. She said when she was growing up, she said, son, she said, do you not know when we had the right to vote finally, she said we had to pay a a polling fee of a dollar. Now, back in the 1930s, 40s, 50s, that was quite a bit of money, a dollar. So I asked her, I said, well, grandmother, I said, well, tell me this, were y'all the only race they had to pay a dollar at the polling, at the polls to vote? She said, yeah. I said, well, what about the other?" She said, all minorities had to pay a dollar, whether you was black, Mexican, Native American, Native Indian, whatever, whatever the, yeah, all the minorities. I said, "But well, let me ask you this question. Did the whites have to pay? She said, no, they didn't have to pay nothing. I said, this is not adding up to equality for all. She said, no, but that's what we had to do. I said, well, where did the money go? She said, I don't know. She said, but in order for us to vote, to cast our ballot, we had to pay a dollar. And I thought it was very heartfelt, and I explained this to a young couple out at the fairgrounds when I was registering them to vote. I said it is very important that you register to vote and utilize your voting rights. Because now you don't have to pay nothing. The cost is free. And it's free to everyone. And a lot of people don't seem to gasp that right now because a lot of them stop showing interest in it when they start seeing the corruption in politics the mishandling of funds, the fraudulent voting. People look at that because if you go in fraudulent when you get into office, the people are not going to trust you. And that's one thing I do not want to utilize. I never have utilized it.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, um, Mr. Johnson, it's, I heard you say something again about uh, people not voting. Um, And there is, there seems to be, it doesn't seem it is. Yes. an ongoing uh, push to suppress the vote,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, especially of people of color. Yes. You know, um, where they're putting laws in place to make it harder and harder for people like you and I right. to go and, and vote, where you can't even get a bottle of water to stand in line mm-hmm. to vote, and they make it harder for my mother's 84 years old. She's, li- she's looking for her ballot, she still hadn't got it. Mm. You know, so, that, you know though, so they're putting things in place. To, uh, to suppress the vote. Do you feel like we're going backwards you know, um, as a country?
2: Well, to some certain extent, I really do. But at the present time, we are still able to vote. Uh, I look at the history of voting and how it has turned out so corruptive throughout the last eight years. To where when you have a president that starts a riot in Capitol Hill to destroy the democracy of the American people, then it is a big problem. When you have a man or several people that walk into Capitol Hill with a Confederate flag that's never been walked into Capitol Hill, that's never been in Washington, D.C. before then we are falling back, we are falling back very bad. And it's beginning to be, and it is, continue to be a small separation amongst people of color. And I look at it like, if we do not, if we do not register to vote, we cannot change the future for our children's children. We have to get out and vote Ladies and gentlemen, we have to get out and vote. We have to get out and vote. We have to get out and vote. Because if we do not vote, we are going to be in a serious problem here in the state of Texas. Do you not know that our governor, the Greg Abbott, governor of Texas, when the Uvalde killings happened, he did not show up to no funerals, 21 people deceased. He did not show up to no funerals, not one, not two. He didn't show up to none, but that's our governor, right? And He's for the people, right? He's not for the people if he doesn't show unification for all people.
1: Mr. Johnson, I heard Governor Abbott didn't show up because he didn't want to be a distraction to the people. How do you how do you feel
2: about that? <laughs> wow, I believe that it was a, a circus because he could have showed support to all those families. He he has so many excuses now to where he wants to control his part of his own people and not all people of the state of Texas he was supposed to be been there. If the President of the United States came down and a friend of mine, Matthew McConaughey, that's from here Longview, that's a world renowned actor, and he showed up down there, then he should have been there as well. He should have been there as well because Greg Abbott is representing the people of Texas. It does not matter what color, what ethnicity, it doesn't matter what gender you are, you have to represent the people of the state you are in. And that is what he is failing to do.
1: Uh, Just a couple more questions, Uh, Mr. Johnson, we'll let you go. Uh, Speaking of Greg Greg Abbott, uh, he's a big proponent for um, the guns that we have in the state of Texas. Right. Uvalde uh, is just one of many, many shootings we've had in America mm-hmm. over the last 20, 22 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just, I think we know what to do, Why? but we just refuse to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do you think we could do or say to encourage people um, to try to help with gun control? It's really out of control in several cities throughout the United States. What do you think, in in your mind, that we could do or say to help uh, people that are running for office, um, you know, Mm -hmm. put a cap on gun control?
2: Yeah, well, the gun control, I have to think that when you have the issues of gun control, as I do have several firearms I own myself for the protection of my family. And uh, because we never know who might try to come up on you who might try to grab you or who might try to attack you, even in the uh, parking lot of a Walmart. You have to be very careful. I think it needs to be a little bit more extensive to where check check the background a little bit more extensive to see if they had any mental issues, anything that has evolved within the last five years to where you can detect and say, okay, we need to redline this right quick and do some type of evaluation on that person, especially if you're coming into a gun store and you buying five and six guns at one time. It's not adding up to me what you're going to do with five or six guns at one time. When we had mass shootings from Boston, El Paso, Uvalde, and if I'm not mistaken we had a couple of shootouts in Houston here the last couple of weeks. And so you have to be very careful. If, they, if you think about this, if Greg Abbott had came in there and he said everybody is permitless to carry a gun, then he's not having no control over gun, over gun violence or gun laws. Because I don't walk around with no gun, because I don't feel that I have a need to walk around with a gun, especially in a supermarket. Especially at a convenience store, but it has gotten to the. It has really gotten to the point now. You have to be very careful and watch your surroundings when you step out of your own vehicle.
1: That's true. Uh, One last question on that: AR-15s. Do you think they need to be uh, authorized in the United States? Those are guns of mass destruction. Those are guns of war.
2: Really, to be honest with you, I really don't own an AR-15. I have a 22 semi-automatic, a 38, and. I don't think and I don't feel like I need an AR-15. Not in my home. I'm not trying to start no war. I'm here to help the people, not to start a war with the people. I never have felt that we needed an AR-15 to do any type of hunting. unless Maybe let's say if you have that for competition or you're doing some type of gun show or something of that nature and you have the, But I, me personally. I don't think people I don't think the people need AR fifteens. What do you need it for? What what do a what do a family man need an AR fifteen for unless he's a wanted man or part of some type of cartel or <laughs> he's just he's just a wanted man. But I don't think I don't think we need no AR fifteens around. But people has that choice and they have the choice to choose what type of firearm they want.
1: What can the voters do to help you, you know, when when you're when your position? Uh, that's coming up um, in a few a few weeks. Yes. What, can, what, can, what can the voters do to help you?
2: Well, the voters can do to help me on November the 8th is get out early voting is October the 24th to November the 4th. November the 8th is game day. We need to get the minorities and all people of color, black, white, Hispanic, Native Indians, all my Latino, Puerto Rican uh, brothers and sisters, we need to get out and vote and make a difference. As me becoming the first African American tax assessor in history of Great County, to be over and lead a department, that right there is monumental by itself. That has never happened, never happened in the East Texas area. I don't know one tax assessor that's been a minority here in East Texas area, Smith County, Harrison County, Panola County, Russ County, I do not know one. If there is one, correct me. But I have came across and I have seen none. They're all been white. And I'm here to change that. But I need the people to come out and I need for them to vote and support me on this journey. Donations, hey, contact me. My social media is up. People know how to get in contact with me. And I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna do the job continuing education. My grandmother told me, because like I said, she was a very smart woman. She said, and she expressed to me, she said, if you are teachable and you are trainable, you can go anywhere in the four corners of the globe. But if you have the attitude to where you think you know everything about everything, you are a dangerous person. If a person comes to you and tell you that, that they know this and they know that and they know this and they know that, she says, stay the hell away from them because they are a dangerous person. <laughs> so I, when a person comes to me, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. And I said, oh, oh, okay, well, okay, do it. But one thing, and my ultimate goal is to be teachable and trainable and to continue education because this is a job that I'm going to have to be certified in. And a lot of people are not, a lot of people are not ready to step up to the plate. I was the only one. I was the only one. And then it became a problem. You know, I had one man to tell me in the courthouse when I was walking out. He said, so you running for tax assessor? I said, yes, sir, I am. I said, your name? It doesn't matter what my name is. I want to let you know I'm a Republican and we're going to be watching you. I said, okay. Well, I'm going to be watching you too. (laughs) I'm going to be watching you too. (laughs) But but I said, so uh, there's never been a color and I knew what type of, I knew what type of background that he came from. When he expressed that to me, you know, I'm trying to get choked up and everything. But when you come to me and you tell me, there's never been a colored man here or a colored person that has ever ran for this position in Gregg County history. Oh, we're not going to put your name up in lights, and you're not going to be up in no courthouse. I said. It doesn't matter to me. I sold a piece of property next to my home in Gregg County, an acre and a half of land for the betterment of the community to get a fire station built. I told the people of Gregg County, and I said, if you do this for me, if you can put in honor of the Johnson family up on the fire station, now it's right next to my home, I sold this. You can check the county records and everything. I saw, he said, yes, sir. That shouldn't, that wouldn't be a problem at all. Okay, they put Pat Owens' complex on the building. It didn't say nothing like, in honor of the Johnson family. It lets me know that the Republicans in Gregg County do not want any minorities or any black man in history on a building. And it's very sad that we're still in this era of life yeah. right here in East Texas. And here it is, 2022. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's, uh, I, I tell you, Mr. Johnson, it, it never, it just, I'm not really surprised much anymore these days. People, it's just, um, even, the, even the offices that are being, um, the people that are running for office, it's, it's all about the power and the control. And they just, yes, want, it just is. want to stay that way, want to keep it that way. Uh, Mr. Johnson, uh, a statement was made uh, last week that yes. uh, uh, minorities or blacks were not going to show up at the polls, and the Republicans would have a better showing than no. um, than uh, than the blacks, the minorities. Why, uh, what are yeah. your thoughts on that?
2: I feel like this is going to be one of the greatest midterm election turnouts for the minorities in the history in the history of Texas. Really, across the board in the history of the United States. This is going to be a monumental event to where we're going to do a great upset to the Republican Party. Right now, as we speak, the Republican Party is catching it real bad, real bad, because a lot of fraud, a lot of untruth, a lot of lies, and a lot of corruption is still involved. But some of the people still believe that party because they're diehard Republicans. We are the people that's going to come out, the Democrats, and we're going to come out and be strong in this next election, and it's going to be a monumental event that's going to take everybody by storm. Like, they scratch their head like, I can't believe that happened. You know? You know how you just scratch your head and say, did you just see that? I can't believe that happened. But it happened. And that's why I'm running for Great County Tax Assessor, because I'm going to make history. And they're going to scratch their head and say, How did that happen? It happened because the people came out and supported me and came out and voted. And that's going to be a beautiful thing. And I'm looking forward to it.
1: But I do want to thank you so much, sir, for your time. And, yes, sir. Uh, uh, thank you for the compassion you have for the position. Yes, sir. Um, I'll uh, pray Godspeed, you know, uh, that you'll yes. be blessed with the position uh, come November 8th. And, um, uh, if you ever need anything, you can reach out to Tony Williams. See what I can do to help you out.
2: Great. Thank you very much. Thank you. For-
0: hey, everybody. What's happening? I hope you've enjoyed this show. I know I have. Mr. Tony Williams, I mean, he rocked it. All that knowledge, all that information he's, he's given. I was so thankful that you were able to be a part of the show. What'd you like to let everybody know in closing?
1: Well, guys, uh, again, thank you so much for, join, uh, for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Mr. Boyd. I appreciate the opportunity and uh, We
0: really hope you guys enjoyed the show. Thank you again for having me. Well, thank everyone for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, program information at yahoo.com. Come be a part of the highlight.